Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. Hi everyone, on this episode of the podcast I catch up with renowned Victorian stud master of meticulous Lodge Paul Westerveld as we chat about the incredible stud career of Fernando Ball who recently celebrated his 10th birthday. We had a chat about his newest acquisitions to meticulous Lodge, Aston Fastnet and Explosive Boy and some very helpful advice for anyone looking to be successful in the breeding barn. I hope you enjoy this episode. start with the fact that you know I should have done my research better but when you put the post up you know a few days before um you know Nandy or, or Fernando Bale turned you know the the big one oh I didn't realize he was you know that old I mean yeah I know it's just blown, blown it? by yeah it's crazy I can't believe he's 10 already he's just I mean he's been getting grayer and grayer as the <laughs> as the days go by but he's um but he's just so fit, you know, like, I mean, I've always got him out, you know, walking and running around the paddock and, and doing that. He, he goes for walks twice a day and all that sort of stuff. So keeps him fit and, you know, he has a great diet. He's not like he's, you know, unfit and, you know, fed too much and uh, and, and a bit lazy and fat. He's sort of, he's not at all. He's, he's, a, he's a very fit 10-year-old dog. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, how's he sort of, you know, now that he's, um, you know, getting a bit on, how's he sort of handling it? He, he still looks very active from what I've seen you, you know, yourself and Michelle post on uh, social media. Yeah, no, he's, 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 like I said, every single day he's exercising. So and I think it's a big part of stud dogs to keep them, um, you know, fit. I think it's good for their semen. Um, and, yeah, clearly the fact that we've still got him going, you know, at this age, um, so well, and still, you know, selling so many vials, and and, and his fertility is still so great. Um, yep. Yeah, that's testament to, you know, things like diet, um, exercise, you know, keeping the boy healthy. I've, it's probably the most cliche, you know, question I can ask you in the world. But you know, does his success even at this age still surprise you? And do you still think God, you know, he just seems to be getting better and better every year? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean. To me, good stud dogs are the ones that sort of throw group winners straight off the bat. And, you know, he's just one that, that did, you know, just like Barsha did, you know, and then they continually throw them nonstop through their career. Um, then other dogs might take them two years to get a group winner and three years, and then by that stage, people have already forgotten about them. You know what I mean? You need yeah. you need more than just one. You need you need multiple group winners coming through consistently, um, and then obviously the city winners with it. Um, they've got to run five, six, seven hundred. Um, you know, they're the dogs people want to breed from. You know, longevity wise. Yeah. Well, something that you know it shouldn't surprise me, but you know when I just had a look, then I I did. I mean, you know, sometimes when you look up his um, stats, you can get uh, lost in just a well of um you know amazing <laughs> amazing dogs but the number of stud dogs and really good brood bitches that he's gone to throw himself so you know i know sometimes it can be a bit of a fluke with a stud dog you know throwing one or two good dogs but he's thrown dogs as well that have gone on to be good stud dogs themselves yeah he has and and his girls too like they're just producing like anything and i know paul wheeler um you know he said to me once he reckons he'll be like Waverly Supreme of, of brood bitches, just that, you know, that outcross, um, 
that'll just throw and, and, and he's spot on. So many of his daughters are already producing, you know, top quality offspring. So, yeah, he's, he's clicking to lots of different sidelines as well. So, yeah, it's great. Has there, um, you know, and I mean, you don't have to answer this, but do you have a favourite offspring of his that you just love to watch? Oh, not really. I mean, there's just been so many good ones, um, you, you know, as, as they come along. Like, you know, dogs only race for, what, a year to two years and, and then there's another one. You know, then, then there's more or multiple <laughs> at the same time. It's just, you know, he keeps producing them. So uh, I, I like that Victor Damien that's, yes. that's um, started off. And I think, you know, the way he's travelled to, to Victoria and done so well already, I think, you know, it's really hard to come to Victoria and succeed and he's... He's already, um, you know, put himself, you know, right up there with his performances um, through that last, um, I think it was the Australian Cup series. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, he's off to Perth and, you know, dogs that can travel as well and 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 be up there and run placings and potentially win group races too, I think, yeah. I like him potentially as a stud dog one day too, so. Yeah, for sure. Does it, um, you know, you probably still get a, a kick obviously out of um you know when one of his offspring wins big races because you know i've spoken to you know people who own you know stud dogs and brew bitches and they go it's like watching your child um or your you know grandchild succeed yeah, it is um, and when you've got a sire that's had that's got so many it, it is hard to keep track so for me i probably really nowadays um like i used to look up the results for every single meeting everywhere now i pretty much just um you know city meetings not even all city meetings and, and i always keep an eye on the group races they're the ones that i follow the most to be honest um yeah they're, they're the ones i love seeing him win and you know he wins every, every state's grand of the year he's been winning i don't know how many in a row now for you know <laughs> and he's gonna keep going too because he's you know he's i've I've put so much semen away from him too for a rainy day. So, yep. you know, he's, he's not going to finish anytime soon. So he, who knows? He could be the, the longest number one stud dog for <laughs> years. Um, if he keeps going the way he's yeah, going. Definitely, definitely. Um, now shifting on to, you know, because obviously, you know, as much as, you know, we love to put the focus on him, you do have other stud dogs as well. You know, he's um, obviously the, you know, the flag bearer, but you've got um, Explosive Boy and Ashton Fastnet who are, um, you know, fairly new to your um, meticulous lodge. Can you give me a little bit of background about those two boys and how they're going? Yeah, Explosive Boy, um, he, I got him first. Um, he's He's been a little bit quiet to start off with. I think people are a bit hesitant to um, to breed from dogs they didn't see race uh, in Australia. So obviously he raced in, uh, in Ireland with, with a lot of success. Um, yeah, it's just, just one of those things, you know, like he, he might be a really great producer. It might take him to be proven in Ireland for then people to jump on him here in Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he, he, he hasn't been flat out by any means. Um, you know, he's just done a couple here and there. But, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, yeah, people start using him more here. But I think if he turned out to be a top sire in uh, Ireland, which is where he's done more, a lot more pitches, um, then people, you know, might use him. Like, say, Droopy Sydney, um, you know, he's top, such a top stud dog in Ireland. Well, yeah. people use him now in Australia, but probably the same thing when he was a you know, an unproven youngster. Um, I don't think he would have done many services over here at all. So, yeah, so yeah. That, that's his hope, hopefully, that, um, that that happens. But he was going to come out here um, 
But at this stage, because he's busier in Ireland, I, I, my advice was to the owners, I'd keep him there for now and just send semen over as we need it. Yeah, sure. Yep. And yeah. Um, Ashton Fastnet's yeah. a recent Fastnet, addition. Fastnet, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's um, he's done a few more. Um, he's ticking along. Uh, yeah, he's, he's you know obviously he's in, um, his brother's a fantastic dog, Aston Rupee, and and he's. Um, He's flat out, so yeah, it'd just be nice to pick up some some off him and and get his chance to potentially, you know, throw um, through group dogs as well. I mean, you don't know. Like, I mean, I've had so many stud dogs over the years that were, you know, Melbourne Cup winners, whatever, and uh, and they didn't make it. And then, you know, you, you, sometimes they just make it. So you, yeah. you don't know. It could be the brother. I mean, years ago we were just talking about Waverly Supreme. There was a brother, Lord Della Fun, uh, his brother, and and you know he was he was the top dog over there, and you know that. Yeah, you just don't know which one's going to be the better producer. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, Rupee's getting a better opportunity and get better bitches and, and more volume, but you just don't know until they're proven, um, you know, who's going to be good. And, and if any of them are good, you just don't know. Like I've, like I said, I've had so many yeah. good dogs. Until they're proven, they're throwing group group winners. I mean, they can throw fast pups and, you know, win in smart times over 400 metres when they're great and, you know, people get carried away. It's, it really is when they start stepping up to the, the city tracks um, for me and they start winning the group ones and, and group twos, etc. That's um, that's that's the true sign of a stud dog for me. Yep. I Like, obviously, it's a topic, you know, people could talk about till the till cows come home, you know, trying to find the right siren and all that th- sort of thing. Some people say to me, do you think I'm overcomplicating it by diving too much into this and that and how far the bloodlines go back and all that sort of thing? I mean, you know, from your perspective, what should people be looking for, you know, in a good sire? Yeah, well, I, I always say temperament, whether it's a, you know, a broody or a, or a stud dog. I think having a good temperament, I think dogs that can you know, win from any box, you know, they can handle pressure at the highest level. Um, you want to see them throw that into their pups. You know, obviously a good strong dam line um, helps, you know, a, a good litter usually, but that that's not always the case um, either. But, um, yeah, obviously they've got to be fast. I mean, yeah, you, you just, I don't know. I, there's all those things, but they can have all those things still and for some reason still not produce you know yeah <laughs> group tough tough group dogs that, that that win consistently um you know it's 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 not easy to find a good stud dog i mean realistically in the last what 10 years there's really only been fernando and Barsha that have made it truly and and being busy till the very end um you know and and yeah, like Barsha's vials now going for twenty thousand. Yeah. Um, I've knocked back actually three people at twenty thousand for the only the few that I've got left. Um, and Fernando's going to be that and more, and uh, you know when he finishes up, no doubt. So, you know, they're they're really the only two dogs in 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 close to ten years, I'd say that you know have have actually been busy the whole way through and never gotten quiet at any stage. Or yeah, so. Very yeah. hard to get a good one, and I've been so lucky. Uh, well, we, my family, have been so lucky to have, to have gotten Fernando and Barsha. Yep, yep. Do you guys get sort of offers on a continuous basis to stand dogs at stud for them? Yeah, we do yep. all the time. Um, yep. But as I said, it's just so hard. You know, you really do need numbers um, to, to get an opportunity. You do get, you know, the odd the odd dog like Zambora Brocky who did fantastic off very limited um 
limited matings really um, and, and he showed that, that he could throw group winners and those sort of Sydney dogs that, that you you know you want to get but um, yeah most most dogs you, you know you need a decent amount and, and good quality you know and, and with the, the good quality girls comes you know, you know the right rearing the right breaking in the right pre-training the right trainers you know you know if they're in the right hands it, that, that helps a lot too so you know there's many variables I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. What, um, like, can you just sort of run me through? Because, you know, I get this question a lot and I have to Google it because half the time I don't know what people are asking me. But, you know, I obviously remember growing up, you know, natural services were the only option pretty much. And then, you know, obviously we've got AI and is it, you know, FSI and all those sorts of ones. Now, for anyone that, you know, isn't quite sure, you know, can you just explain other than natural what the other, um, you know, insemination types are? Well, mainly it's it's frozen um, semen, obviously, which is just a, a frozen vial that gets thawed out, and uh, the bitch has a surgical implant, and, and it gets implanted when she's you know ovulating at the optimum time. Yep. Um, there's also uh, TCI, transcervical implants, which are done um, with an endoscope camera, but um, they basically yeah do do the same sort of thing, although it's not. Um, they don't need an operation. Um, that's something that people that they're looking at, obviously introducing in the years to come. Um, and we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Uh, yeah, you might need right. more semen for, for that to uh, to be as successful, or it mightn't be as successful. Who knows? So I think yeah. time time will tell. I mean, we've had fantastic success with frozen semen um, since its inception, and you know it, it's fantastic for the stud dogs because they don't um, need to work quite as much and you can you know obviously make multiple matings from from one ejaculate so yeah yeah and and then there's the old ai which is what i basically started off years and years ago when i first started doing it was fresh ai's which some people get confused they call it a natural but it's not a natural you're basically collecting the semen um and then you're you're inseminating it into the girl fresh um, without you know an uh, an anaesthetic or anything like that. It's just um, put in like it would be um, you know simulating a. I, I do it simulating a natural mating basically. Um, yeah, okay. And, uh, and we have great success with with AIs. Um, I haven't done many with Fernando. I've probably done four or five with him, and you know. Most of them, I think, few of them about eight pups, and you know, I think there's one that's got got a lot more in her at the moment than I did. But because he's just so busy um, with frozen semen, um, yeah, we, we don't really do AIs with him. Um, I just did it when he had a bit of a break, um, just to get him back into things. Um, yeah, but sure. now back to frozen semen. So they're the main things. Like I said, you could do uh, natural, but. It, it, it is risky, obviously. You could hurt the stud dog if the girl doesn't comply and, yep. you know, they lock and, um, yeah, so, yeah, a, a fresh AI is a really, really good way to do it and I've had massive results over the years um, doing doing that too with uh, with dogs. Yeah, I was going to say, like, obviously, you know, natural, yeah, you have risk of infections and all that sort of thing that, you know, comes into it. So, yeah, it sort of takes yeah. all, all that um, away. But how do you find sort of like the, you know, I know you just touched on it briefly, the success rate um, of, you know, frozen, like, you know, like Dad used to say to me, oh, you know, um, naturals were pretty good, you didn't miss too often and that. But do you find it's, you know, fairly consistent and you don't have many sort of misses um, with the frozen? 
No, we don't get many. Um, like, I think Barsha, I looked at him, I think he's had one or two misses in the past two years. With oh, wow. Most of the semen that I've, I've done. Um, yeah. I think because people are being very careful what girls they use them on as well. Um, you know, but all, all those stats are on fast track, you know. But then, then you get, you know, you might get, like, Fernando had three misses um, on his second last page on fast track. And, and then all, you know, but then around it, you, you're getting 11s and 12s and 8s and 10s. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's, just, it's just one of those things sometimes that some girls, um, you know, or the timing wasn't right, whatever it might be, um, they just don't have, have big litters. And definitely... Uh, there's a there's an issue when you start mating older girls. Um, not every time, but quite often um, we've found with girls that sort of start getting over seven and particularly eight that their fertility does decline um, quite significantly. And yeah, it's um it's it's a real problem. So you know you you, you are better off breeding from them when they're younger um, yeah. if you can. But if they race till they're four and then you wait for them to come on season, they mightn't be named five by the time you get yeah, your first. Yeah, that's lift. right. So, yeah. You know, it just depends, but, you know, it's like women, I guess, the same thing. They're, you know, they're more fertile when they're younger and it's the same with dogs. Yep, and they, you know, just we just get older and crankier, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I blame know, them. I menopause, but Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, we might stop there. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast but of Greyhound racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook.